Hey y'all, this is Ashley, also known as Bored Becky, and you're listening to Fired Up on the Blockchain with Travi. And I'm like, Travi, come on now, like you you got this under control. Hey, Travi, let's effing go. I love your energy. It's so hyped, it's so warm, it's so friendly. Yo, what's up? It's G-Love, and I'm fired up with Travi. This is Danielle Petty, co-founder of The 90s Babes, and you're listening to Fired Up on the Blockchain with Travi. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, friends and DJs, for the thousands in attendance and the millions listening in podcast land, my name is Travi, and we are fired up on the blockchain Let's go. Welcome back to another episode of Fired Up on the Blockchain with Travi. My name is Travi. Travi.eth, Travi.nft, Travi.crypto, and at Mr. Travis, though, on Twitter. Man, what a crazy world this is. So many people popping in and out of NFT land and crypto Twitter and all that stuff. The world is a crazy place out there, but... You know, NFT world is also a crazy place. So we're going to try to keep it light. We're going to try to keep the conversation flowing. And, you know, hopefully everybody out there can find something that, you know, is new to them. And hopefully we can teach them a little bit. So I'm going to have a great talk with Katie today. Today's conversation with Katie Brinkley, we're going to really crack open a whole lot of conversation around NFTs. Katie is the host of multiple podcasts. She is a speaker. She travels all over the place. Uh, She's got a whole lot of different ways to onboard people into just understanding Web3, social media in general. Um, she is involved in a lot of different NFT communities. She's on NFT teams. But this isn't strictly like a tech talk. And that's really what I want to keep on reminding people out there. So if you're getting into this NFT space, there are a lot of podcasts out there that are going to get into the tech stuff. But there's a handful that focus on the people. You know, this is one that's focusing on the people who have a great mind space, a great headspace for this world that uh, is being built right now. So, you know, another I always talk about too is um, NFT 365. Katie, you know, works a lot with with that crew there as well. Uh, So it's just a whole lot of really fun stuff. We'll talk about diamond dogs. We'll talk about meta athletes. We'll talk about a whole bunch of stuff that Katie's been involved with. But in case I didn't mention it, I just want you to know this. I did have a pretty bad cold while we were recording this. So you're (laughs) going to feel maybe a little bit of a difference in the voice, but hopefully I can make a little bit of a difference in your life by not only sharing some of the podcasts with you, but also possibly sharing some brand new merchandise with you. Keep listening to these podcasts and soon you may be one of the very first people to access some fired up merch at a super early adopters discount. But for now, you're going to have to keep what you have on. Here's today's community spotlight. Let's go down the rabbit hole. Holy cannoli. I've got to give a big shout out for today's community spotlight to my friends and the guests of episode seven of this very podcast. And that is to Danielle Petty, Steve O'Spirals, Lara, and the whole family there. At the 90s, babes. Congratulations. 
90s Babes is sold out. I warned you it was going to sell out. I specifically had a lot of faith already in Danielle and the team, but after having spoken to Danielle and sharing that podcast with a lot of people in my circle, I know friends had purchased, I know one person specifically wound up actually minting a one of one and selling it at like a 10x in like a week, so man, and I gotta tell you like, I, I know that people say things are around the corner or like whatever, they have plans. 90s Babes is delivering and delivering. Whether you've got a roller skate babe or you're qualifying for one of their giveaways or you're registering a friend for the Women Without Wallets initiative, Danielle and the team at 90s Babes, I'm so happy for you and I know you're only getting started. I cannot wait to see what the future has in store and I know some of your partnerships right around the corner are about to be released so I'm excited about that. Congrats 90s Babes. What is going on? Uh, before we start, I want to say today's podcast is sponsored by Dayquil. Dayquil helping me get through this cold that I got from my kids from daycare. But no, before we get started, um, I want to talk to you about somebody who's going to be our guest today. This is Katie Brinkley. So here on uh, on the blockchain world, this crazy mixed up world of Web3, we talk about a lot of people who come into this space for all different reasons and everyone's got different um, entry points to coming into this space. And you know, some people you maybe knew from real life beforehand and they came in and other people you meet over the course of your journey here in Web3. And Katie, being somebody I met through the course of my journey, actually, Katie, feels like we've known each other, I feel like, for a really long time, but I don't even know if it's been a solid year yet. So anyway, before we bring Katie on, let me just give everyone a little bit of background. Katie's been leveraging social media to grow audiences and income for over 18 years. She's, uh, man, since the time of MySpace even, she's helped clients build a strategy to attract the right followers, generate consistent inbound leads, uh, as well, in as like little as uh, an hour a week. I mean, it's it's absolutely incredible. Some, Katie, we're going to talk about some of the clients you've worked with. Um, and what I really love about Katie, I talk about some people, it seems like they never sleep in this, in this mixed up world of Web3. Katie's got... A uh, history of radio journalism. She's a she does multiple podcasts. She's on uh, NFT teams. I know you're a public speaker. You're traveling everywhere. Katie Brinkley, it's a pleasure to have you here. Fired up on a blockchain with Travi. How are you? Uh, you know, it's so funny because we joined this this podcast recording here. We saw each other, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, this is actually the first time that we're like sitting down and talking to each other face to face." Because exactly with what you said, it's it feels like we've known each other forever. And I've joined your Twitter spaces. We have like the, the private Twitter chats and of course Discord. But here we are. This is so exciting. Thank you so much for having me on. Yeah, kind of developed this kinship or like this family bond. And what's interesting too, you're one of the people, there's a couple people out there, shout out Coach Patel and some other people. I feel like whenever I see them, there, you know, there's a connection back, to, back like one, one person like removed, and you know whether it's you know Coach P yourself, everybody sort of it's like a, a family bond. You know whether it's the the meta athletes community, which I do want to talk to you about, the NFT 365 community, which obviously we'll, we'll touch on a little bit too with Fanzo, and um, kind of like when I see you involved in something, just like when I, I tell this to Coach P all the time, when I see him involved in something, you know it's gonna it's good, it's good people there, it's good people involved. So um, yeah, it's it's been a pleasure to get to know you, and um, as 
Katie mentioned, yeah, there, there's you know conversations on the side. Katie's actually somebody who um, I value their uh, opinion uh, pretty heavily. So even when I'm thinking about making some moves or a, a team I'm working on is thinking about maybe putting something in place, uh, Katie, I'll ask your opinion on it. So anyway, thank you for being there for me along this road so far. Well, and that's one of the things that I love about Web3, Travi, is you really get to know other people. And I mean, like, let's be real, like I'm in Denver, what our paths have ever crossed, but we both had similar interests for, for, for us, it was our connection to diamond dogs at the beginning. And then we saw each other in another discord group. And then, you know, we were over on the NFT 365 (laughs) discord and, you know, we just started seeing each other in all these places And again, there's no guarantee that we would have had the opportunity to get to know each other if it was not for, for NFTs and and for web three. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe, you know, maybe if the devils and the avalanche played one day, congratulations to your A's (laughs) over there for, uh, for doing their thing. I know that you're a big, um, (laughs) big supporter. I'm a big abs fan. (laughs) So yeah, look, you've, you know, you're out there in Denver. I'm here on the East coast and, um, you know, I do love Denver by the way, but um, some hopefully something will bring me to come back out there. Some some good friends have recently moved, and there's a lot of reasons to visit Denver. But you know, uh, you know, speaking of getting out there and and kind of doing your thing, what let, let's talk a little bit. You know, you've been involved with social media for for so long, and then obviously, um, probably like a lot of people, um, you saw some things happening on Twitter a little bit early. And if you're anything like me, you didn't use Twitter for many years, and eventually found some reason to came back to it. For real, Travi, I I was the first one in line. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. I was the first one in line saying Twitter is dead. Twitter is dumb. It's over. It's just for a bunch of angry people to just be mean to each other. And you know what? I think that the saving grace for Twitter was copying Clubhouse. I mean, let's be real. They they copied the, the Clubhouse app and it fully embraced social audio and they embraced NFTs and Web3 sooner than any of the other social media platforms out there. And by allowing you to have your, you know, your NFT as your PFP or your, or your profile picture, and then you can actually see a little bit of information about the NFT by clicking on it. I mean, that's, I didn't sign up for Twitter Blue. I was like, who would want to pay for Twitter? You know, that sounds like a waste of money. But now guess who pays for Twitter every month just so I can show off my NFT as my PFP, you know? <laughs> so, um, yeah, that I, I definitely did not expect to be full blown back into Twitter the way that I have over the past, like you said, has it really just been about a year? Um, but over the past year I, and it's one of my favorite platforms again. Um, I, I've been doing social media for a long time. Like you said, I started about 18 years ago with MySpace. I helped bands with their MySpace pages and I worked at the college radio station and um, what part of the job, my job was to get bands and, and record labels to send us their music to play on the radio for free. And we were writing these handwritten letters at the time and I was like, well, this seems like a giant time suck. So I, I went all in on MySpace and started connecting with different bands that were Denver local or with, you know, within the, the regional area and would listen to their music. And be like, Oh, this is pretty good. Are, let's just see if they'd be willing to, you know, do a trade. And 
I was getting all of this music into the station and the station manager said to me, he's like, Katie, how are you getting all of this punk rock into the station? Um, cause that was my favorite type of music at the time. And, um, I, I was like, well, just through MySpace." And then all of a sudden Facebook decided to not just be for colleges anymore. And I started learning about Facebook and then Twitter came out and, you know, all these different social media platforms continued to, to come out and they all had different, different reasons. They all had different uses. And I, Twitter was one that I really had not seen evolving at all. And so I was, like I said, I was like, yeah, Twitter's a waste of your time, but now, if you are wanting to learn more about Web3, if you're interested in NFT world, if you're interested in metaverse, I think that Twitter is a great spot to go and the community and the conversations that are happening there really are not happening on any other social media platform. Yeah, man, you, you, you hit on so much, Katie, and not, not to call you man, but I'm just thinking to myself, yeah, man. Like, you know, I, I'm thinking back to MySpace, like even when you're bringing up the music, a, a guest I had um, on episode 11 on this podcast is uh, G Love. And I actually remember G Love, I had his, one of his songs on like my MySpace profile. And I'm just thinking back to like how, how clunky like the, the MySpace profile pages were. Like you had a sort of embed code. And even when you were trying to get a picture. You could change the backgrounds and yeah. Yeah, even when you're trying to just like grab a picture to put it on. And um, I thought MySpace really could have done a lot more if they if they like really embraced like the music side, like really just like went all in on that because like, it seemed like that could have been their golden goose, but they were doing really, really well for a while. Um, so yeah, let's, let's kind of talk a little bit about kind of your, what you do. I know you're involved in, you know, leveraging social media for companies and you've got a podcast now. Well, you've got what three podcasts now and you're on some NFT teams. So where should we get started in your journey? I guess like maybe a little bit, a couple steps ahead and, and what kind of helped bridge the gap that eventually got you interested in, in NFTs. What, what was your life like a little bit kind of before that? Yeah. So let's go all the way back to one year ago. Um, <laughs> and really because a year ago, I remember I was visiting a friend. It was like the summer. So it was like around July and she and I were at a bar and she's a, she's an artist and she was talking to me about these things called NFTs. And I was like, what is, what's an NFT? And she's like, well, it's a non-fungible token. And I was like, I don't even know what the word fungible means. How do I, what's non-fungible? Like none of this makes sense. Why would I, why would I want to pay money for clip art? And she was trying to explain it to me and I really wasn't get it, getting it. You know, she was like, well, I mean, that way the artist always is a part of the financial journey and like if it trades and da, da, da. And I was like, oh, all right. That just doesn't seem like anything I'll ever be interested in. And then about, oh man, like the end of October last year, I went back to Steamboat with some different friends. So Steamboat is a very important part of my life with my NFT journey, I guess. Um, but I went back there again and sh my other friend was saying that her daughter wears the Oculus VRs and she does a lot of coding and um, she'll watch Netflix on her Oculus. And I was like, that seems like a really clunky way to just watch a TV show. And she said, well, no, I mean, think about it. She can put on her Oculus and sit with her friends on a couch and look out the you know virtual window and see the ocean while they're all watching a movie together. 
And I was like, oh, okay. And some of the, you know, what my, my, my other friend Jana was saying about that the artist was saying about art and then what my other friend Katie was saying about sitting in this metaverse with that her daughter was doing with her friends. I was like, so really you could have your NFTs on the wall in this virtual space with your friends and all of the, everything started to click. And then Mark Zuckerberg said, I'm changing the name of Facebook to Meta. And that was when I was like, I got to learn this Web3 thing. I have to, I, I mean, social media is is my job. It's it's what I've been doing for the past almost two decades. I If the guy that's, if all the guys with money and tech are in, in the social media world are, are spending their time and spending their dollars investing into this space, I need to pay attention to it. So... I went ahead and started, uh, I listened to, so Brian Fanzo and I got to know each other really well back on Clubhouse. We've met um, at different speaking events. I listened to his podcast and I was like, okay, a lot of, a lot of the, uh, pieces are starting to fit together with how NFTs work and how we can utilize NFTs for our businesses. But really for me, it, I feel like this is the next step of social media. Travi, like what we said earlier, we met on social media, but our connection came from an NFT community. And if you think about it, this is one of the the features I actually love about Facebook is I will get memories on my Facebook feed from like 2009. And it's someone saying, hey, Katie, uh, I'll be in Denver uh, visiting my parents this weekend. Do you want to grab a cup of coffee? And that's how we were showing up on social media. We were showing up and having conversations. We were communicating together. If you think about how you show up on social media now, we're consuming. We're watching 15-second dancing videos. We're watching YouTube videos. We're we're just consuming, and we're really not being conversational anymore. We're really not focusing on the community that comes with, with what social media was originally created for. And so with a lot of this NFT, you know, evolution that that has happened over the past two years, the one connecting tool that I see between social media and NFTs is that it's all about community. So, so that's what connected the dots for me, um, in, in a very long winded way. But I think that this is really the new form of social media. I think you're absolutely right. And I've had conversations on this podcast and people have talked about different words and they, they're, they're always thinking like, we need to change words. We need to change words. And it's, it doesn't necessarily mean like, I don't think words necessarily need to be changed. I just think we need to be a little bit more pointed and specific about certain words. So, for example, like you said, when your friend told you about NFTs, and then they said, oh, they're non-fungible tokens. They certainly didn't have their elevator pitch down for what an NFT was, right? I mean, if, if, they, if they were to tell you it's a, you know, just like you, you own a baseball card and can sell it, you could literally just do that with a digital version of that. And then, you know, kind of a little bit more of the components within this world where a lot of people talk about utility and utility cases. And of course, you and I can get to that. But the word that you mentioned was community. And a lot of times people, 
you know, in this space, whether it's on podcasts or Twitter or Discord, they they understand what like people already in the world of NFTs understand what we mean when we say community. But I think unless you're really in it, it's really hard to wrap your head around what it means to kind of be part of communities because like I guess like one one way to put it would be like, okay, if you're if you're in like a discord where everybody in there owns the same digital asset, sure, like you have maybe a financial reason for wanting it to become more expensive. So eventually you can sell it. But that's not really what the community is. It's kind of like a little bit more like if you all purchase the same um, the same artists work and then met regularly at a gallery and we're able to speak to each other something like that you're able and and yeah you know in the back of your mind that you could sell it but that's not really what you're there for you're there to to kind of kick it and have some champagne and some cheese and network with one another and that's what a lot of these communities do but then there's also like that other component about the utility where in our world of NFTs, you know, if you and I own something from the same artist, then that unlocks doors for us to then go and do something, you know, even more uh, interesting. So whole lot of stuff. I mean, you know, and, and, we, and you did talk about kind of different communities that you and I've met in. Um, and then there's some that I know that you're kind of building as well in NFT land. So I feel like there's a lot of different rabbit holes we can go down just based on kind of where you where you started that conversation there about communities. But, you know, one thing I do want to make sure that I tell people are that just make sure that, you know, you're doing your your research and that whatever NFT community you do get into, make sure you get into it for the right reasons. Like there's a lot of the the pump and dumps out there. That that's why I brought up like a lot of people kind of think about buying something to sell it. Um, other times you get into it for, you know, because the NFT could open, um, it, unlock merch drops for you, unlock tickets to concerts, tickets to baseball games. Um, but the community aspect is really real. Would you mind unpacking that with me just a little bit more? Because the, the reason why... Yeah, that's my favorite part of NFTs. Yeah, I mean, the reason why I want to focus on that a little bit more with you is because... Not only are you positive influence in the communities that you're in, but you're also helping to kind of glue some together, whether it's through the podcast world, um, through the social media, you know, Web2 world, um, or of course, you know, some of the teams that you're kind of working on here with, with Web3. So I don't know, where should we go? What's the next step? What do you think? Well, I mean, like, I think that with exactly with what you said, like, this is not well, one, first, this is not financial advice, but two, with with these NFTs, there are two different strategies going into them. And there are the strategies of, okay, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to buy a bunch of these and then I'm going to sell them. And then I'm going to buy more of a different project or, or whatever. And that is, you know, what it's just like stock. I mean, really, if you think about it, it's just like buying stock and being like, okay, well, I'm all in on McDonald's stock and now it's, or Tesla stock. That's an even better one, you know, because it, it does seem to be going up. And you could go ahead and sell it, and then you could get a whole bunch. I mean, so there is that way of thinking of NFTs. I, do, I mean, really, I've just spent a lot of money to get into membership groups. And, and, and that's, that's the difference. Like I could then sell it if I've found that like, okay, well this membership group is now kind of dying. No one's really talking anymore. We're not hanging out like we used to, or I've gone in a different direction, but that direction might be more interesting, you know, someone else might be more interested in it. And so you can still get some of your money back, but 
I think that the communities that have happened from these is ex- the way you put it with like all of us sitting in an art gallery and sitting around drinking champagne because we all own the similar piece of art. That's a great way of putting it because yeah, I could go ahead and sell it, but I mean, then I, I've already, I've missed out on my friends, you know, and the people that I've gotten to know. And I think that with uh, the diamond, so the diamond dogs was the one that very first one that we got connected in and I was playing Wordle in there on, on a regular basis. And I would see a lot of the same people playing Wordle and we, you know, from like, then somebody uh, posted, I think it was Delphi cat posted like some octortle or something crazy. And, uh, you know, then there was another one. And so we started talking about all these different Wordle games and now I'm following them on Twitter and I'm seeing other projects that they're involved in. And, oh, well, now we're having this conversation. I mean, like, and that's how it grows. It's not like you go in and all of a sudden you have all 300 new best friends. You start seeing there's different channels that you have similar interests in. And, um, you know, for for me, the reason why the the Diamond Dogs was was one that I invested in, it was one of my first NFTs, was because it goes back to my sports background. I used to be a sports reporter and um, for the Rockies and the, the Broncos. And so it still allowed me to go in and talk sports if I wanted to. But honestly, we're not really in there talking sports that often. We, we're mostly in there talking about NFTs, like how's your day? You know, how, what are you working on? And that's the type of conversation that really like, I'm, I'm in a funk right now. I just need to take a minute, step out, step away from work. Let's go see what's happening in my community. And I can go in and, and I have that little support group. And that's what I love about the communities that you can get when you, when you find the right projects. I mean, and it does have to say like, it has to be the right project and having people out there like coach, like coach B, I also follow and I greatly value his opinion and projects that he's involved in. I'm like, okay, well, if he's in it, it's gotta be a great project, you know? So there, there's different people that you'll find that are like, okay, well, if they're in it and they're saying that I really like this group, I bet I will too. So you'll find your tribe. Yeah, you mentioned a couple things uh, over this conversation. I I do want to chat about actually. So you mentioned Diamond Dogs a couple of times, and have to big, do a big shout out to the team there. Um, so Evan Mendoza, if anyone's just catching on for the first time, uh, he's in the St. Louis Cardinals baseball organization, and you know added me to his team. And one of the interesting things about about the Diamond Dogs is that so Evan's on the road, you know, Evan's playing his baseball, you know, baseball game, and then he'll check in and, and we'll talk about things that we're building and things like that. And then during this bear market, you'll sometimes see a lot of the discords will kind of slow down. It could be like a 10,000 piece sold out collection. And, the you know, people are like, well, you know, the market's down. Um, and, and you can, you almost get a feel for the people who are in it. Um, for the right reasons, not and not to say that if you're not in Discord that you're in it for the wrong reason. Like that's not what I'm saying. But from the people who are in there, the conversations that they're having are not really about the floor prices and stuff. They're kind of like about what can we do with this Diamond Dog now? You know, Evan's going to be playing uh, at this stadium and this Diamond Dog has a signature on it. I'd love to go see him play. How can we make that happen? And then we're talking about you know, between all of our listeners, like we all expected Evan uh, to be playing full time on the Cardinals um, this season. And so, you know, he's still doing his thing. He's still grinding. And obviously we're we're going to be seeing him up in Bush, hopefully very, very soon. But there's no reason why holding on to your diamond dog 
will not get you, you know, the utility experiences up there as well. And he's actually alluded to that on Twitter spaces that we've had together. So, you know, Katie, I think that's a really interesting community too, because uh, not only is the entry point, you know, it's, it's not only is the entry point favorable, but the community is favorable because you've got people like yourself and obviously me and Fanzo and, you know, and uh, Tyler Vaughn who, uh, yeah, there's, there's so many, so many people who you can just like chat with and ask any question and never feel judged. But it's also still one of those that are building. Like it's never had that feel of like, we're going to sit back. Cause even if like the founders or, or myself and the team are a little bit slower to respond, which, you know, hopefully that's not the case. We come out with, Hey, this is, this is what we're, this is what we're working on, or this is what's coming out. And I feel like every time we do, we're trying to add value that wasn't even originally something that was discussed, like the dog coin, for example, like the, the claim on rally.io and, um, you know, the NFT classic baseball game between the board apes and the diamond dogs. Like these were all things that weren't even necessarily promised right away. So I'm I'm glad that you brought that up. And yeah, I do remember. So the Wordle and then it became Quirtle. And then I think it was, <laughs> it was like Oct, Octur. That's right. I remember that one too. Uh, I, I, can't, I should look it up, but I can't remember who, who it is. But she's, uh, I assume it's a she. I don't know. It might not be a she. That is one of the things that I love too about Discord and, and Twitter is really we don't, I only look at people's, you know, PFPs. And their 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 name they're you know like Ohio. I had no idea Ohio was a female. I, I mean, and then like I saw a picture of her at the 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 classic, and I was like, I had no idea that Ohio was a girl. <laughs> you know, so but you you build these relationships with people just based off of really like how they are as a person. Like there is so much anonymity when you're in these Discord groups. You know, you 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 could be whomever and. You still find your people just based on their authenticity. So I, I, I just love that part of, of these discords. Yeah, me too. And I kind of touched back on uh, what you were talking earlier as well about like your social media, you know, days and your experience there. Like, and then finding out that Mark Zuckerberg, you know, changed the name to Meta. I remember like that all that like really spawned a lot of people's interest in in following, you know, this whole quote unquote metaverse <laughs> because they don't, not everybody yet uses web three as a, as a broad term yet. So they'll call it crypto or they'll call it the metaverse. I'm finding out. Um, but I, and I, I even remember being like, Oh no, he didn't. Now everyone's going to think like he's a founder of the metaverse. And that's definitely what a lot of people think. But you know, when you look at how many billions somebody like Mark Zuckerberg invests into the building out of their metaverse, like, it makes a lot of sense, you know, why somebody like you or why so many people's ears would perk up and just be like, holy cow, because we're talking about even in NFT land, you're talking about how, you know, who's going to be the catalyst for mass adoption. We're talking about Starbucks is going to be doing a rewards program. Well, it's partially on chain. It's it's also off chain. I don't, you don't really need a wallet and then it's going to be done on Polygon and then I don't, you're not even allowed to use crypto to purchase it, but still it's a step in the right direction. Well, it, I 100% agree. And, and before that they, so I'm a big Starbucks drinker. Um, and I, I was kind of hoping they were going to go in the direction of like each drink is going, you know, you buy the NFT for the, the PSL and the pumpkin spice latte. And so, which I don't drink, but I mean, like 
if I was a big advocate for it and I loved the pumpkin spice latte and I wanted to have free pumpkin spice lattes for the rest of my life, I could buy it. And then if I was over pumpkin spice lattes, I could sell it to some other person that's super into pumpkin spice lattes. So that's the the direction I thought they were going to go. But the direction that they went, I think, makes the most sense for a barrier to entry. That, that, I mean, let's be real. That is one of the biggest problems for NFTs and, and crypto. It, I, I remember like setting up my, my husband's wallet. I gifted him uh, a diamond dog for uh, Valentine's Day. So his very first NFT. And so I was like, yeah, I got you this one. And here, this is yours. You know, I showed him at the, the, the dinner and I went to go ahead and help him set up his wallet. And he's like, well, no wonder nobody does this, Katie. This is, you've been doing, you've been setting up my wallet here for like half an hour. And I was like, well, you know, we, it just takes a little bit, but you only have to do this once. It's just kind of like creating your Instagram account. You, it, you have to build it once and then you're, you're done with it. You know, it's, it takes a little bit of time just to get set up, but you know, transferring money into, as some people, you know, like say pretend money or play money or monopoly money, whatever. And it, it is a lot of like changing your mindset around how this type of world is going to be. And, um, you know, I, I think that, I, that it was going around on Twitter a few weeks ago and I reshared it and posted a tweet with it. Um, but the interview of Bill Gates sitting down with David Letterman and where Bill Gates is trying to explain the internet to David Letterman and he's, and David Letterman says, so I heard that, uh, I'll be able to listen to a baseball game on the internet. And Bill Gates is like, yeah, you know, you'll be able to, to do that. And he gets really excited. And David Letterman goes, well, you can't, you already do that now. It's, it's called the radio. But I mean, like, think about it. Like, yeah, you can listen to the game on the radio if you live in that state um, or if you have Sirius or XM. But if I want to sit and listen to, you know, the, Mariners play against the Cubs, um, which would be a weird game anyways to want to listen to. But if I wanted to, I could listen to it on the Internet now. And I could also watch the game on the Internet and I could get play by play tweets in my social media feed. And back, you know, in 1996 or whatever, when he was talking about this, it seemed silly it seemed, why would I want to do that? Why would I want to transfer my real money into this pretend money that fluctuates like crazy? Why would I want to do that? And it's, we're just in the very infancy stages of this. So I think that opening up our, our minds to the possibilities of what is happening, it's only going to set you up for success when it does become a reality. And so getting back to Starbucks, I think that it's definitely there, them going on Polygon and, and ha- having a limited, you know, like entry for people. It makes sense. I mean, I do all the star challenges every time that they come out. I want to try and get 150 stars and get that free coffee. So I'm in there shaking the virtual snow globe. And it's, <laughs> it's just going to be an, an easier way for, for people who might not understand NFTs to really kind of get introduced to them without a huge investment on their side. It's interesting. They didn't use the word NFT, you know, they, they did use web three and, and they called their NFT stamps, I believe. So 
really, like I said, it's a step in the right direction. And you know, you mentioned how you thought like the NFT might, you know, give you unlimited, you know, certain types of coffee and stuff. And, you know, when you think even back, like, not even a year ago, like the big thought that really made everybody uh, interested, <laughs> like the newbies, I should say, was like, and like 99% were newbies, trust me, what was like, oh, we're going to be able to do this in the metaverse. And, uh, you know, if anyone out there listening is like working for Starbucks, I think something that Katie said is a lot more interesting, like letting the NFT then not not only earn your rewards, but like earn you, you know, extra extra bonus coffees or whatever. I know that there's going to be like exclusive experiences, but something that people are a lot less um, enthused over is like drinking coffee in the metaverse, quote unquote. And I'm, I'm going to tell you why, like there, there were so many projects that came in and their roadmaps were like, you're going to be able to do this thing in the metaverse. And like, there weren't a lot of metaverse lands, I guess that were like fully out yet. And like, since since there have been, there are projects that I personally even bought um, into, um, really, really big ones, sold out ones, whatever you want to call it, that were building in certain NFT <laughs> NFT worlds, and uh, and then they closed down, or they or no, or they shut the door to certain kind of you know building on using the blockchain and all kinds of stuff, and it's just kind of like okay, like the the curtain got pulled back a little bit. It's not, you know, necessarily all all peaches and cream kind of in the future with the metaverse thing, but it could be. It could, and that's kind of like that's why I like to talk sometimes. Like we, there's this phrase or this acronym, you know, that we sometimes use a lot less now. <laughs> Wag me, which is, you know, we're gonna make it or we're all gonna make it. Um, and I just think we're going to make it is a lot better than we're all going to make it. And I'm gonna tell you why because like. We're we're not all going to make it, and and when when I when I mean by that is not everybody who puts out an NFT project is going to magically, um, you know, moon or you know I think I think a lot of the holders and a lot of the quote unquote investors are getting a lot smarter to the project founders, like expecting a little bit more, expecting a little bit more of doesn't have to necessarily be like a roadmap per se, but like. Let us know who you are. Like, give us an understanding as to what your your passion is here. Before we now take this money that we've lost so much of, honestly, let's be honest, so many of the NFT floor prices are down, and a lot of them were because of either false promises or you know people who kind of um, just didn't have the foresight, you know, or didn't have a business plan, and and were kind of like selling us dreams, you know. But you know, and you did you did kind of mention, you know, and I did allude to it too, is what what Meta wants to do and. And this kind of metaverse world, you know, I think one of the best ways that I've had this conversation with family is like, if you think about the Sims, remember the Sims, but, but like, you know, they're in your house and you own all the artwork that you can sell and you own the assets that the person uh, that your little like Sim character is carrying around. And for the most part, you can sell them. And that's what I think is going to be interesting with the Starbucks stamps and all that stuff is that resellability. And once these companies start to catch on to, oh, wait, we get to keep a percentage every time this dude sells it to that girl and that girl sells it to that girl, then, then I think you're going to, once everyone catches on to that, you're going to see a big change. Well, think about this too. I mean, it's amazing to me. So as an Avalanche season ticket holder, 
goodness gracious, I should have every single one of my tickets should be an NFT. Cause I, so Avalanche won the Stanley cup last year. I am a, a, a super fan. So, I mean, I didn't sell any of the games, but if I wanted to sell just one game, just one during the Stanley cup playoffs, it could have paid for my entire season this year. They were going for, you know, three, $4,000 a piece. Now, I didn't pay that for it. I mean, I paid that. It was like 200 a seat. And think about it. So they, they got my 200 bucks. If I wanted to go ahead and sell it for four grand, they could have gotten a percentage of that. Like the fact, and everything's mobile anyways. You have to have your mobile ticket to get in. And you have to show your little virtual barcode. The fact that events, concerts, season tickets are not implementing this NFT blockchain, you know, sort of technology is, is mind blowing to me because holy cow, they're missing out on an opportunity. Yeah, there are some I know that are looking at it and starting and, you know, we've talked a little bit on here about how Ticketmaster is, you know, sometimes issuing an NFT in addition to the ticket. And then you do have some of these companies trying to use, you know, the, the, whether that the token gating kind of approach to entry, which is also really good to see. But you know, let, let's kind of rewind a little bit. I feel like you and I could talk, you know, for hours about NFT and philosophy and all that stuff. But what I want to do, I want to highlight you a little bit because you know, that's why I wanted you to come on. This is you know a, um, a space for good people doing creative things. And not only are you a good person in the space of Web three, you're you're. I, I talked a couple times. You mm-hmm. have a few podcasts. You're working on some teams. So let's kind of talk about kind of Katie in the in this in this world now. You, uh, I know. <laughs> I, I, let's talk about the teams you're working on first because I've seen you doing some really cool stuff. Uh, obviously, you've gifted some stuff on Twitter Spaces that um, you you co-hosted with me. So a lot of really interesting things that you're doing on the NFT Web three side. So if you would tell some folks about it, and then obviously at the end we'll put all the fun stuff in the show notes there too. Awesome. Yeah. Well, and, and as always, do your own research. But um, I so I have been working with uh, the meta athletes now for a while, and I do a lot of their community manager. Um, I'm really in there to try and kind of help, like you said, the community, it, because I, I think that going back a little bit, Travi, this this uh, bear market that we are in, um, we've really been able to see what projects are in it for the long haul. What projects are here, not just for a money grab. And this is, you know, the fact that the, the meta athletes team is trying to consistently build and grow and keep that community going. Um, it says a lot, I think about drew, um, one of the founders, because it is, it is a long, it, you know, it is a weird market right now. And, the, the, the teams and the projects that are trying to still drive community focus and, and drive those conversations, um, I think says a lot. So I've been working with the meta athletes. I actually, uh, am, uh, hosting the meta athletes, uh, podcast, which is meta athletes, the playbook. So, uh, I sit down with coach B and Carl, uh, once a week, we, we talk about different ways that you can elevate your yourself through uh, meditation or exercise or, or anything like that to keep that high level of operation um, as a as a human being that whether it's through personal life or or through entrepreneurship whatever um, but we learn a lot of things growing up and playing sports 
And then when we stop playing sports, we kind of forget about that. And a good example is, is mindset, especially for me as, as the owner of my own business. I actually worked with a mindset coach and about halfway through the coachings, I was like, why am I, why, why do I need this coach? Like I, I should have a great mindset because I grew up playing softball you know, after I struck out, I couldn't go back up to the plate thinking, well, I'm going to go strike out again. This pitcher's got my number. No, I had to have a short-term memory and go back up there, believe in myself and know that I could hit the ball. And it's just like that with life as an adult. And I think that sometimes we, we forget about those things. So I'm uh, co-hosting that, that podcast, uh, Meta Athletes, The Playbook. I'm also involved in the NFT Ninjas podcast, which is uh, a podcast all for newbies to this whole NFT world. So we go, they're, they're bite-sized episodes where you can learn like, what, do, what does NFT stand for? What is Polygon? What is ETH? You know, so all of the the terminology uh, that goes along with with crypto and <laughs> and NFTs, because you know, as you said before, the the roadmap well, really, is just a business plan. You know, <laughs> um, so it just changing up some of the words that you hear in the NFT world. Um, so we do that, and it's a live show every Friday where we talk about the latest market news. And then I'm also involved with the Christmas Ninja Project, which is all about. Um, reframing the way that you approach life. Um, so really trying to give back, not focus on what can I get? What can I give back? Um, a lot, again, mindfulness and being a better person, being a better human being. And the Christmas Ninja is, uh, the other founder, Vince, it's his brainchild where he, uh, wanted to bring in, uh, a different way of thinking about Christmas, you know, not just about gifts and what can I get for Christmas, but really how can you give back to somebody and not even have them know that it was from you? So he grew up uh, or he raised his children where they would give a gift to some, somebody that they thought was worthy of a, a present and they would leave it on their door and then run away. And they, nobody ever knew, like the, the person that got the gift, they never knew who it was from. Um, it was just their way of giving back. And that was, that was their Christmas. And I, it, it's, it's that giving first mentality. So that's the project we're working on right now with the Christmas ninjas. Uh, it's going to be turned into a children's book. We're just going to be a huge Christmas party with live music, um, from other NF, uh, NFT, perf- uh, artists. So, uh, people who, are, there's a number of music artists out there who have released their their music as NFTs, and they're going to come and perform um, for our Christmas party. And again, it's the the projects that I've tried to align myself with are not necessarily about like, okay, well, we want to go ahead and we want to you know launch this you know EV vehicle that can fly through the air, and that's what all of the pro you know is really about trying to make yourself a better person and. Um, I think that I've aligned with them because everybody that's willing to buy into becoming a better human being, uh, they're great in the community. I mean, everyone's there to lift each other up and support each other and um, really, you know, be amazing human beings together. So those are the two projects that I'm working on. Um, and it's been fun. It's been a really big learning curve. I mean, I've, I'd love to launch my own project someday, but it's, it is a lot. And to have a successful community 
that is in it for the long haul with you and providing the utility that everyone wants to buy into, I think that you need to have a really, really strong foundation and roadmap of of where you want to go with the project and be ready for it if nobody buys in, you know, or if it has a slow burn and people buy in slowly, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day. So uh, I think that's the best strategy is to plan on not selling out in, you know, two weeks. A lot of really good advice there. And one common commonality that, you know, I, I could find between, you know, Drew, who you, who you mentioned there from Meta Athletes and Vince uh, from, you know, Christmas Ninjas is that these are really good people. Not only are they doxed founders, but they're just really good people. And I've had the opportunity, obviously, I haven't met Vince. Vince is down in, is in New Zealand. So yeah, one thing that I did get to get to notice about Drew and Vince is that they're they're both really solid, really stand up people who are not afraid to you know whether it's do a podcast or come onto a Twitter space and just really like invite members of the community up and ask them questions. And I and it's it's no surprise that you're working with both of them, you know, because good people attract good people in this space. And I feel like it's really important. I'd love to obviously have an, I got to meet Drew in person at NFT NYC. We got to hang out a little bit there. Um, I'd love to meet Vince one day, obviously, but they'd both be great candidates to come on this podcast because as I mentioned, it's about good people doing creative things and it's cool to see that you got linked up with them. Uh, so let's yeah. talk a little bit more kind of about your podcast. Like, so I've listened to the meta athletes, the, the playbook, um, as cool. at this recording time, there've been two episodes. I think there'll probably be a third one by the time and I'm not on either of those. <laughs> no, no, but that's okay. That's because we get to meet the coaches and a couple of people who we mentioned during this episode are on there. So it's, it's been great to hear uh, what meta athletes is doing there. And, um, obviously you and Vince have a you know podcast. You guys are well known for that one. So what, what got you involved in that world? Was it just like a natural progression that branched off into audio or was it something you always wanted to do? Well, so Vince and I actually met, we, we do a lot of speaking, uh, events and I saw him on an event and then I saw him on another event and then, uh, he invited me to come on his podcast and we had so much fun. I was like, you got to come on my podcast. So I have, I have a, a marketing podcast, Rocky Mountain Marketing, and that was my first podcast. And so he came on that podcast with me and we talked some digital marketing together. And it was one of the longest episodes I've had because we just, again, had so much to say. Um, and we just kept seeing each other around these different speaking events. Um, and then I went back on to Twitter and started tweeting some more and I had followed him and he was tweeting some, you know, NFT stuff. And I was like, wait a second, sir, are you into this whole NFT thing? And he was like, I'm learning about it, but I just love the ideas with it. And uh, so we started talking and uh, he actually did not own an NFT yet. And I was like, well, I got to get you an NFT. So I gifted him his first NFT just so that he could see the the discord side like of unlocking a community when you own the the nft and so i gifted him his first nft um and then he approached me about coming onto the christmas ninja project and i i think that he got as far as um i'm getting ready to launch a project an nft project and i said i'm in um I don't know if you actually was asking me to join the team, um, but I said I was in and he, he brought me on um, and we started talking about all the different ways that we just wanted to provide a lot of transparency with the project. So 
fully doxed founders. Um, you know, we're in the process of writing a book together. We're doing the podcast where you can watch us on video and hear us. So we just wanted to be really transparent. And, um, so with the, the podcast, it was again, trying to just show up and, and give transparency and, and educate people on NFTs. Because I think, I think that that's one of the biggest problems right now, Travi, is people just aren't understanding why, why should I do this? You know, like this just seems, it seems silly. Why should I buy that clip art? Why should, you know? And so I, I, I definitely think that the more people that I'm not saying everyone needs to go out there and buy an NFT right now, but the more people that are willing to learn about this type of technology and this type of community and this type of doing business, um, it, they're just going to set themselves up for success maybe five years from now. Ten, I mean, it might, it might be sooner than five years, who knows? But, um, five years from now, I feel like this is going to be the norm. And if you're willing to learn about it now, you're just going to be in a better place going forward. Yeah. Doing that research and learning about it is key. And I think back to what you said earlier about David Letterman, just kind of like, you know, just why do we need this? That kind of thing. And there were, so, you know, this is something that I think about a lot. It's like there, there were those headlines in the news that the internet is a fad. Like people thought that the word, you know, the internet was just this kind of hokey thing that was going to go away just like a lot of people do with the word crypto or the word NFTs. But what I think a lot of people are overlooking are that the internet as a thing wasn't going to go away. Certain components within the internet, certain websites and certain dot-coms were going to pop, right? And then the same thing with crypto. Crypto itself, whether you want to call it crypto or <laughs> whatever, um, we know that certain blockchains are not going to be here. We know certain coins uh, are not going to be here. Many didn't last the la you know the, the previous bear market, um, you know, and and some didn't even last what the beginning couple weeks of this one. And then you know NFTs like there's so many NFT quote unquote projects that have launched and dropped, and many of those are not going to last. But that doesn't mean you know, NFTs themselves are not going to last. So I think it all really does come full circle, um, whether it's kind of like, you know, why do we need this? We already have this. Or why do we need streaming? I already have my CD. Or why do I need my CD? I already have my tape. Why do I, you know, there's so many, it's just a natural evolution. But again, it's going to take, you know, people like like you and I who, ha you know, maybe you know, people a lot smarter than me though, to to really kind of pull the trigger and, and make it a little bit more mainstream. And maybe it's going to come from, you know, Facebook meta, or maybe it's going to come from some other company that we never really realized. But you're seeing it already. You're seeing it with athletes, musicians, streetwear companies. Um, you're seeing it, you know, if you, anybody who went to any of these like NFT events like NFT NYC, you can't get into a lot of events unless you own the NFT. So like that's token gated. You're seeing a lot of merch and a lot of coin claims being token gated, which basically just means you have to connect, you know, connect your wallet or, or, or just verify ownership. There's a lot out there, Katie. There's a lot out there. And we're just getting started. So I've, I feel like I can talk to you all day. I certainly don't have to go anywhere um, for, for a little while, but um, I'd love to hear a little bit more of, of what you have going on. I know that you do a lot of speaking engagements. Is there any place anybody uh, can hear you talk or any places that you've uh, talked recently that you think would be noteworthy to share? 
Yeah, so I, I, I spoke recently at Podcast Movement, which was in Dallas. Um, the next event for me is going to be the Crypto Business Conference in San Diego, and I'll be leading a table talk there. Um, and then have a, a bit of a break. So taking the, I've got two little girls and, um, we're going to Disney world. So we're going to go to Disney world. And then, um, the next event that I have on the books is in Orlando and I'll be speaking at Podfest, Um, and that's in January. So starting to kind of look at 2023, uh, speaking opportunities, but that's it for the rest of 2022. Um, and I do a lot of virtual speaking, so you can always check out different events that I'm speaking at from the comfort of your own home. If you, if you just follow me on the socials, but, um, I think that, you know, Trevi, like you said, like we've, I feel like we've been trying to get this in this, this podcast or just this conversation for a while. So I'm so glad that we're, we're having it because I, I definitely feel like with what you said earlier, we're, we're on the same kind of path. Um, by no means are you or an I the, the full blown number one expert out there. I don't think, I think that right now in, in this crazy wild, wild west, that is web three. Nobody is. We're all still trying to figure out the right path. We're all trying to figure out where it's going to go. But the more people that we can try and bring into this circle, it's it's just going to benefit all all of us in the long run. And um, you know, go to these events like like crypto business conference. Like I'm I'm so excited to go there and just talk with other other creators and other people that are interested in learning more. And, you know, I know you're speaking at NFT London, like these, if you're thinking like, oh, I don't know where I fit into this. If you go to some of these events, you can see some of the big brands that are making steps in it. Like, like you said before, like there are the athletes, there are, you know, the entrepreneurs that are trying to figure out their way, but there's some very big, I mean, crying out loud, the NBA, they have NFTs. There's a lot of businesses that are still trying to figure out how to best utilize this space. And the more people that you talk to, it will give you that light bulb moment of like, I understand I, this, this is something I should pay attention to and it might not be the best fit for me and my business right now. Or if you work for a large corporation and, or if you don't want to get into it just financially, but you're going to see that once you start Once you understand NFTs, you're going to start seeing them everywhere, different opportunities, different brands, different businesses, everywhere. You said something earlier that really resonated. And I think a lot of people listening to this who are maybe on the fence about NFTs or maybe just trying to discover some podcasts that they can learn a couple things about NFTs. One thing you said is a lot of people look at them like stocks, like stock trading. And I guess that is kind of, I'm trying to think back to like the dot-com days, like what the, there there were, you know, there were stocks that, you know, that were involved with the dot-com boom. But I think that the use cases for the NFTs, right? Like the use cases for having a www.whatever.com, why would you have that? You're going to have that to sell your product, to reach more customers, whatever else. That's what's going to happen with blockchain. That's what we are already seeing with blockchain and NFTs and any of the Web3 stuff. It's not necessarily for people 
though we can do it like this because of the the buying and selling component, it's not really kind of designed for us to just make those quick flips. It exists and we do do that, but it exists for a specific purpose. And I think when you see more of the companies coming in, building on the blockchain, like you mentioned, that's where we're going to really see a lot more like really creative utility cases and you know, who knows, Katie, maybe we'll get your uh, lifetime supply of Starbucks <laughs> for having an NFT one day. I know, man, I, I just wish that like, okay, so just going off of this imaginary world, like, I don't need to have like a generic like pumpkin spice latte, because I don't drink that. But I mean, just think about all the different like, you know, uh, if if you I, I got the, the cold brew, and I want to have the the added creamer. So now I got to go ahead and get that, that trait, (laughs) you know, it's just, uh, there's so many different possibilities with it. Um, but I guess, you know, it definitely would have a much higher (laughs) barrier to, to entry for, uh, for a lot of avid Starbucks drinkers. Definitely. But you know, we're, we're looking at it from, from how we got to start meeting people kind of where they are. And, uh, you know, speaking of meeting people, Katie is a pleasure to meet you, uh, officially here. Um, you know, I think that you meet people in, in this web three space who you, you sometimes realize like, wow, this is not really a person I'd ever hang out with. And then other times you meet people. And as I said earlier, it's kind of like, wow, I feel like I've known this person forever. So everybody follow Katie. Um, Katie, I love some of the things that you're also doing on social media. So I'm going to give you the last word. One thing specifically is you're, you kind of host some, some classes for newbies, I think still through, um, kind of like the Facebook kind of side of the side of the house. And, um, it's really, like it's really nice to see you know you reaching so many people where they are whether whether it's you joining the web3 teams or you're kind of doing the social audio stuff or you're doing the podcast or obviously you know kind of like the web2 social media Katie you're everywhere and it's just I, I hope I hope that you stay in this space because I would love to see like in five years from now like where you are you're already a thought leader in the space but for people to follow you and to you know hear you speaking at events and to to ride through kind of the rest of of your career with you I think will be a treat so um, I just want to let you kind of have the last word tell people some of the places they can find you awesome well thanks Travi yeah and um, listen to the NFT ninjas podcast of course uh, it's a daily podcast Um well, I say daily, five days a week, and um, but daily for for the business folks. And um, you can connect with me on LinkedIn. I publish articles about how to utilize NFTs for your business and why we should pay attention to them. So you can follow me on LinkedIn at at Katie Brinkley, um, and then on Instagram, uh, I definitely talk more social media. But I'm at I am Katie Brinkley there. And like Travi, like what you said, um, we do the the five day challenge. Uh, regularly. So if you're new to this whole NFT thing, uh, we walk you through step by step of how to set up a wallet, how to what you know, what is a hot wallet? What is MetaMask? You know, so we walk you through how to do all of that and um, how you different use cases. So hopefully you have that light bulb moment sometime during the challenge. And at the end of it, you walk away with your own NFT in your brand new wallet. So uh, if you're at all the information on that, head on over to christmasninjas.com. Love that. Love that. And I know that if you're hearing some of these words for the first time, like MetaMask and wallet and those things, it could sound a little bit scary or a little bit unknown, but kind of just think about how it was for your parents in the mid nineties when uh, they had to get a computer and get an internet and get, you know, 
a lot of things that they never had before. And, uh, you know, it turns out to be okay. Everything, everything's okay in the end. Katie, it was my pleasure having you on. I hope that we could connect um, a lot more, whether it's through different projects that we're involved in um, or, of course, some real-life stuff. Again, congratulations on your avalanche. And, uh, you know, I'm going to just uh, probably invite you on this again very soon. So, so be ready for that. Awesome. Well, thank you again for having me and I'll join you anytime and hopefully we can meet up in, in real life here soon. Always nice chatting with Katie Brinkley. You get to hear a lot from her, whether you're listening to one of her podcasts or following any of the projects that she's working on, or of course, being onboarded into lots of different social media experiences. We'll have a whole lot of information on how you can connect with Katie. She will meet you where you are, Web 3, Web 2, Web 1. Whew, man, she is a busy one. So, Thank you again, Katie, for taking the time to join me here on Fired Up on the Blockchain with Travi. And thank you, all the listeners, for staying with me through the cold. Uh, obviously, it was it was a, acting up a little bit during the interview. It's a little bit left right now, but hopefully we're able to still bring you enough content to provide some value into your day. And, uh, you know, talk a lot about different communities and different NFT projects on this show. And I just want to make sure... You know that I, I let everybody out there know like this show is really designed to bridge gaps for you. So if you're into tech podcasts or you're into the daily ones like Katie said she hosts and fans of hosts with NFT 365, those are where you're going to get that shock full of day to day news and content. And I do deliver some of that on here as well. This is to really bridge the gaps. This is, you know, one person to another person, to a community, to you. And I want you to learn um a little bit deeply about some of the people and projects here in this community. So, and of course, it's always nice to talk with other diamond dog holders. Katie is obviously a diamond dog holder and understands the value of the utility and the community. Two words that a lot of people use very broadly and may not be using correctly, or maybe they are, but at diamond dogs, they make sure that it's being brought to your attention that if you own a diamond dog, you can use it. You can literally hold it, but have access to baseball games, stadium tours, merchandise drops, private events, all types of great stuff. And there's still more being built. So Katie is somebody who I I think she said we first met in Diamond Dogs. And uh, it's funny because that's where I met a lot of people in Web3 for the first time. Seems like everybody I know uh, has a Diamond Dog. So it's cool to always represent them. Also really fun to represent the OG Collective I've talked with and had members of the OG Collective, of which I am one, uh, on this podcast. And I want to give a big shout out to Zarina Mernaya. I've mentioned Zarina on this show a few times. I've collected her art. I know a lot of listeners have been interested in her art specifically. She's got you know a lot of one of one pieces uh, that you could purchase. Zarina is somebody who, if you follow her story through Twitter, you know, she, she goes through some ups and downs in her personal life. And one of the things that she does to combat some of the pain that she might be going through um, is her art. And you'll see a lot of people, you know, tell her everything's going to be okay. We love you and that stuff. And so many of the people who do that are members of the OG Collective. And um, she actually just gave a huge thank you shout out to the OG Collective, not just by tweeting, but by tweeting a picture of herself getting a tattoo 
on her leg that says OG as a thank you to the members of the OG Collective for always having her back. Not just for having her back and purchasing her art, but also by having her back in uh, when she's going through some of her tough days. So as, as I've said on previous podcasts, Zarina, you have a lot of fans out here. Um, if uh, anybody hasn't checked out her work, Zarina Mernaya, a lot of sick one-of-one stuff. Uh, and uh, we'll even ha- share a story <laughs> myself and uh, one of the people on the next podcast that's going to be dropping in a couple days. And um, Zarina is actually part of that story. So it's always cool. Kind of everything comes full circle here, it feels like, in Web3. So thanks for hanging. Just uh, one quick minute for today's NFT uterine session. Hey, 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 it's time for school. That's right. It's time for school for today's NFT uterine session. And today we're going to talk about your hands. Wait, what? Are your hands made out of paper or are they made out of diamonds? Well, let's find out. If you are new to the NFT space, you may have possibly heard of these terms, but if not, stick around. So having diamond hands means that nothing will escape your kung fu grip. You will hold on for dear life or hodl or hodl, as they say, and not sell, uh, hopefully with the expectation that the value or price of whatever it is you're holding on to will rise. Or if you have paper hands, that means you're quick to sell an item or your crypto, whether it is at a profit or a loss. So there are a lot of flippers who will buy a NFT or a cryptocurrency and sell it um, no matter what uh, pretty quickly. And uh, sometimes it's to make a profit and sometimes it's because they do not uh, want to ride it um, any lower uh, in terms of the value. So they will uh, paper hand it, as we say. Uh, if you hold on to it and you don't have any thoughts of selling, then that is called diamond hands. So if you bought an NFT or crypto and uh, you're riding the floor price down, hoping it'll go back up, you're diamond handing it. Uh, and if you uh, if you don't want to stick with it anymore, you're paper handing it. This has been today's NFT uterine session. Hope you enjoyed. Thank you for hanging with me today. I know talking NFTs in our regular life is not something that all of our friends are interested in, but I swear I could talk with Katie Brinkley about NFTs all day because I think she and I both see that uh, the NFT land and blockchain world is really something to get fired up on. So if you're somebody who gets fired up on the blockchain, just like I do, hit me up at M-R-T-R-A-V-I-S-T-H-O. On Twitter, I'd love to hear what you have to say, maybe even be a guest on this very podcast, because this is all about you and us and our connection in this crazy, mixed up, kind of nerdy, kind of cool, brand new world of NFTs and Web3. And I'm going to be really interested to see how many of you stick with this as the world in this blockchain world continues to to grow and change and (laughs) a lot of real life things start to pick back up. I know discord numbers are down. I know podcast numbers across the board are down. I know Twitter space numbers are down, but here we are. You're still here in this bear market. So I'm going to be looking forward to building with you and uh, doing what I always try to do best. And that's bring one love to web three. I'll catch you next time. Peace. Peace.